It worked. It worked. It worked fine the first time. It'll work fine today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is gonna be the uh, the greatest sounding episode of all time. We're we're willing it into existence. It's going to happen. For the first time, people are going to... It took us being uh, 500 miles away for us to finally sound like we were sitting next to each other. Is it 500 miles? No, I don't fucking know. I honestly have no idea how far it is. Um, So, uh, I'm going to start the... I'm going to start the episode. Okay. All right, um, and I'm not gonna this one this this particular one I'm not gonna do any kind of uh, any kind of uh, music or anything. Just welcome back to Disney Plus with Cousin, uh, and then I'll talk about the microphone and shit. How are you not? How are you not gonna have any kind of music or nothing? That's like the best fucking part. You didn't. Uh, there's so well, I have it for. Um. Well, what do we what do we got? I don't I don't know. There's just there's so many there's so many good songs about Winnie the Pooh, right? Or from Winnie the Pooh. There's there's so much music involved. You're the musical director here. You're the you're the fucking you're the Sherman Brothers all rolled into one. I mean, I have been just worried about whether we were actually be able to pull this off. Got it. Where I didn't have anything for this first part. Oh, like so you 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 didn't. You didn't come up with an introduction in the same way that I didn't come up with an introduction. We're just gonna fucking yeah. Fly I'm just gonna it. just gonna kind of welcome back to Disney Plus and cussing. Heard. This is a continuation. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a song later, and we'll we'll put that at the. Hey, you know, if we're if we're these patchwork masters, then we can do that kind of thing. Welcome back to Disney's Plusin' and Cussin'. We're getting a little bit of a late start just because of uh, technical uh, fumblings. Uh, a couple of Luddites here. A couple of Poodites? I don't don't know. (laughs) No, that didn't land. No, it didn't. It didn't land, but it's okay. Uh, I am your host, uh, the mouse on Q corner, Timmy the Q. And... And, uh, uh, My name is Dijin Fing. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Whether <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna just be a defa lump, uh, or a a, a hoozle, Tim. Uh, you, you a poozle. You want to know the other idea I had for a name? I'm just sitting here stroking my pizzle. <laughs> you can't uh, see it because my zoom camera doesn't work. Thank fucking god. In, uh, introduce yourself one more time. I'll, I'll give you the other name I had. I'm Timmy the Cusel. Uh and I tut tut. It looks like Deefy. <laughs> I love that part. It's so British. Um, so, uh, welcome back to Disney's Plusin' and Cussin' Season 3. We are hopping forward in our chronology just because we did dip our poo into a big old vat of blood and honey. And now it wouldn't make sense to revisit Winnie the Pooh. Um, so... Uh, such a, such a long time after we we already covered the subject matter, so we're skipping ahead to 1977 um, in this uh, in this segment. Well, but, but only I, I only kind of. It's really not. It, it's really not that big of a jump in the chronology. It's just they didn't they didn't fucking stitch all these things together and put them all in theaters at one time. 
Intel 77, but they started working on this thing. Like, the, the there were inklings of poo in 61, and all the real work went in uh, around the same time we're already at. These are, we're, we're talking about the same... Uh, the same folks who made 101 Dalmatians hot off the hot off the coattails of that fun project, and and this thing this thing got released as as features. So all things considered, one, I'm not you're you're more worried about the chronology than I am, and I'm just here for the fucking ride. And two, we're kind of right way where we want to be as far as the chronology as far as the chronology goes, because technically today we're covering. 1977's The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, but in reality, it's just an old stitch 'em up of the Winnie the Pooh featurettes. Uh, yeah, that and, they re- and Winnie the Pooh released a, uh, one at a time, sort of in addition to uh, fun films. So we're we're right where we want to be. It's we're we're stuck right on that pathway. You're you're used to weaving and wooving and whistling and woozling around the uh, the old. Uh, Casey, the Thunder Train, is the same fucking team that made Dumbo. We're still we're still dealing with nine old men, so we didn't dip too far into the future. I think we're. Fine. I did not know that. I yeah, thought we had a whole new team of nope. uh, uh, strapping young bucks. No, but um, we haven't made it to the young bucks yet. Okay, but they're well, coming. I- well, uh, before we get to, to to those young bucks, we're gonna we're gonna zoom back in the in the way back machine um, to a pretty cool old man, um, and uh, this. Uh, first segment, I want to focus a bit on A.A. A. Milne, um, who is uh, the creator of, of this whole shebang. Uh, born Ale- Alan Alexander Milne. Um, you look this guy up, he kind of looks like George Orwell. And they're they're both pretty cool guys. Um, uh, Old a- Alex uh, Alexander and George Orwell are both pretty cool guys? Yeah, I think so. You know who I think of anytime somebody says George Orwell? You think of Orson Welles. Every fucking time. Yeah. Every single time. So much so that I'm not necessarily 100% certain that I know who George Orwell really was. It's just also still Orson Welles for me. Okay. So and I, don't George... think I'm, I, don't, I don't think I'm alone in that. I, I think that the, the best I can give you there is saying yeah I know why you would you would get confused with that cuz they both like do kind of like mind fucks on people yeah they're, um, they're, with they're, with with kind of dystopian or apocalyptic scenarios but other than that it's just their names kind of sound a little bit alike um George Orwell writer of 1984 and Animal Farm um social and political commentator socialist even though he, you know, kind of demonized the uh, the the direction of of uh, the Soviet Communist Party, Alan Alexander Milne, he was born in um, England. Yeah, he had he had H. G. Wells as a teacher. Okay, wait. Uh, eight. <laughs> H.G. Wells, Orson Wells, and George Orwell. Now I'm fucking gone. I, I'm. <laughs> this is. This is. I'm gonna need you to, to put all this on the chalkboard so I can try to follow along. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna do some beautiful mind shit with this. H.G. Wells wrote the Time Machine, which we are in right now, uh, going back to visit old A.A. Uh, uh, back in Ingolland. Got it. Um, he was born in the 1880s. 
1883 specifically uh, had H.G. Uh, Wells as a teacher, um, was a precocious young lad. Um, ended up um, writing for a magazine called Punch, and I think Punch is a little bit like uh, like a Mad maybe, but like or maybe like a New Yorker. I don't know. Um, anyways, I think it uh, could be a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. What was that? What was that one that? Uh, uh, that got attacked by the terrorists. Mm. Charlie Hebdo. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like Punch was more of a like a Charlie Hebdo, like a like a Vice zine with some fun fun comedy stories, like a like a little combination of a Charlie Hebdo and a uh, a Weekly World News all roll into one. That's what I that's what I would picture this thing as. Do you know that I was sitting and reading from Charlie Hebdo when I found out about the attack on Charlie Hebdo? Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I think Charlie Hebdo's in French. It is French. Yeah. That's. I, I'm that, pretty sure that I was just like everybody else who uh, the first time I ever heard, heard about Charlie Hebdo. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Anyway, so uh, George or no H G. H.G. Wells. Wells was his teacher. That, that's that's kind of an incidental. Okay. Um, all right, cool. First of all, this guy goes to World War One and um, gets sent back from the front um, due to sickness. Ends up going back, proving himself, getting promoted. Um, gets sent back from the front again due to invalid. Anyways, nothing they called dishonorable. called it being a ninny back then. They no, sent they, him home for being a ninny. No, they called it getting really fucking lucky. Is what they called it. He was on. He was on the front, um, and and he got sent home uh, with multiple accolades. Um, goes right back to writing. Um, gets put on punch. Uh, he is part of a, a lineage of uh, of writers and journalists. Uh, can they? Okay, so you know how in San Antonio, Texas, there's that table that all the Rough Riders sat at in the Menger Hotel. The Menger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they have this in London, um, and they carve their initials into this fucker. And uh, uh, A. A. Milne gets to carve his A. A.s along with the likes of Charles Dickens, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, as as journalist and editor, I don't know if Ed Dickens was on this punch thing, but um, th- these people all circled and sat around the same table. Yeah. Okay. He meets a guy named E. H. Shepard, uh, inventor uh, of the pie. Shepard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Shepard uh, is a he, he does a lot of art for um, for Punch. Um, a. A. Milne was uh, remembered by saying uh, to the editors of Punch, "I don't know why the fuck you hired this guy. He's got no fucking talent whatsoever." <laughs> um, every picture that you have seen um, in any of A. A. Milne's books, all of the original Pooh artwork, all done by Shepard. Mm. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> um, Milne married in 1913 before he went to the war, but he came back, um, and they have a son named Christopher Robin Milne. Mm-hmm. Um, on Christopher Robin's first birthday, they gift him a, uh, bear bought from Harrods, uh, department store in London, which is actually still there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bro, Harrods is fucking nice. You went there, huh? Harrods is delicious. They've got they've got anything. Did they you give could you? Did they give want. you one milliliter of gin with a bunch of oranges in it? Uh, they do that shit. I don't. I don't want to hear that story again. We've heard uh, it on multiple podcasts. Oh, I wasn't going to talk about that at all. 
didn't, didn't know we already talked about it. Uh, you're the one that fucking brought it up. No, but I did buy gin there so that I could drink it When myself. we were very young is the series of poems that Milne writes um, pre, uh, as, as a kind of a prelude to Winnie the Pooh. Um, where, so again, Christopher Robin names the bear Edward Bear. A. A. Milne writes, we were very young and calls the bear Pooh Bear. Um, Pooh is a uh, is named after a goose that lived on one of their friend's farms um, that would, I don't know, fucking chase them around. Geese are assholes, dude. It was a swan. It was a, was it a swan? It was a swan. Okay. It was a swan. Swan named Pooh. Swan named Pooh. All right. Anyways, uh, you know, if a goose ever charges you, you know what to do? Punch it in the beak. No. You grab it, you grab it by the neck and fling it. Okay, that makes sense. They got a big old handle on them. You just yeah. gotta get past that scary part. Uh, they're full of fucking teeth. Mm-hmm. Razor sharp teeth. Alright, anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. When we were very young, was given that uh, they, uh, uh, Milne's publishers were searching for a writer. They said, how about this shepherd guy? Um, again, Milne called this guy hopeless, but he is really vibing uh, with with Milne's work, and uh, Milne takes to it. Anyways, and I... Um, and then they end up hanging out a lot together and working on all the Winnie the Pooh stories. Every single drawing um, in Winnie the Pooh is done by E.H. Shepard. Now... Um, we're going to get to some some uh, some A.A. Milne quotes. I watched a little documentary, and um, everything that Milne wrote was read by Christopher Robin Milne. Who this fucking was- hated his dad. So Christopher so- Robin... Um, Christopher Robin would go on to eventually appreciate everything that had happened. And as a child, Christopher Robin clearly... Loved his dad. And now, you never told us about how Winnie the Pooh became Winnie the Pooh. You just told us about the swan named Pooh, but you didn't Well, you didn't mention, let me get to it because you're you starting to talk about Win- Christopher Milne. I Winnipeg didn't talk about Winnie the fucking Bear. But anyway, ta- I'll, I'll, anyway, we need to talk about who the most important person in this entire We are going to talk about Winnie, Winnie the Bear. No, not Winnie the Pooh. Christopher Robin. Named no, after I, me. But I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about Winnie the Bear. I I'm not worried about Winnie the Bear. We can but I am. Winnie I, the Bear Bear later. We're gonna talk a little bit this about This is my segment, motherfucker. We're gonna talk a little bit about the sad sack story of Christopher Goddamn Robin. Not yet we're not. Why? Because I'm talking about Winnie the Bear. I don't want to talk about Winnie the Bear. No, this is cool though. Fine. Tell Winnipeg. Me about- well, now, now you're fucking sucking all the hype out of it. Shit, I had a whole goddamn little script ready. Well, please, take me take me to church. Well, it's not church, really. I mean, this British officer was in Canada, and he bought a bear. <laughs> you could it's do like that something, it's, it's like something like Burt Kreischer would do. Yeah. And then he just, like, brings it back with him, and he's like, well, I got this bear... Can you, like, watch my bear for me for a little while? And uh, people are like, yeah, sure. Um, and he's like, keeps on going off to campaigns where he's probably, like, stomping on little brown people and colonializing them or whatever. I guess it would be colonizing, huh? Uh, 
<laughs> it would be it would be colonizing, yeah. Um, and uh, then at a certain point, the London Zoo's like, yeah, just give us the fucking bear, man. We'll take the bear. Everybody loves the bear. Everybody loves the bear. It's a cool bear. Um, it's a cool bear. It's a cool life for Christopher Robin going and seeing the bear. Christopher, they've got a fucking summer home, okay? A.A. Milne buys uh, Ashdown Farm. Uh, you, a uh, little little correction um, from uh, from the last episode. You kept saying it was in Essex. It's actually East Sussex, my friend. Oh, mine apologies. Uh, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I know you. I know you were dying to get that apology off your chest, but yeah. uh, sorry for bringing it to the forefront. I. Sorry. I failed, Eggs all over my face. Uh, I failed to properly vet the one YouTube video that I watched. Um, and I was wrong. I'm sorry. Anyways, I, I hope I can Winnie the Pooh... Um, Winnie the Pooh ended up being this kind of, like, mashup of... Um, well, the Edward Bear just kind of got thrown out. Um, Winnie and Pooh all got put together for... And even in the very first story of of uh, the like big Winnie the Pooh, um, like massive book, he's still calling him Edward Bear. But uh, Milne writes all of these stories for Christopher Robin in uh, in what when they're staying at their summer home. Must and be nice. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a he's a kind of a tortured writer, and oh, I forgot to mention, he is one of we we came on this before, uh, one of the famed writers on the uh, super group of cricket players called the Allahakberries. <laughs> Remember these guys? You got How you got your you got your I believe Kipling, definitely Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, J M Barry, who was A A Milne's hero. Uh, P.G. Wodehouse and A.A. Milne all on a cricket team playing this yeah. game that we don't know. It's like shitty fucking English baseball or something. So they're all in the same circle. Um, but yeah, he writes all these all these stories about Christopher for him. It's almost like a fucking. It's almost like a an eighteen uh, like a early. 20th century version of Calvin and Hobbes. It's a kid running around with his imaginary friends. And it's fucking beautiful. It's inspiring. It's funny. It's boring. Um, it's not boring. Uh, I don't know what you want. Do you want you want a fucking sea witch to get stabbed through her fucking fupa? No. Is that, that what gets you going? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that shit. That shit does get that shit does get me going. I don't know. It's just not. We 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 can we can dig more into this. It's a about bit the later. purity. It's about the purity of of childhood. The exploratory nature of it. I mean, at the very end of the entire thing, it's like, what do you like doing? I just like doing fucking nothing, man. Yeah. Just no, I get it. Like I there, 
there are bits and that's and why this that is a hard that's why beautiful. this is a hard thing for them to make a movie of it's all whimsical it's these characters that he's interacting with and and it's childhood they're having these little episodes and then everything kind of goes back to the way it was it's episodic that's like don quixote right right or pinocchio right or everything wanna, that dickens ever did I want to play. I want to play um, a little clip. Well, I mean, Dickens did the, the, some of the most massive works of literature ever, uh, too. In his, you know, those were those were just chapters published out of fucking uh, Great Expectations or something. But here, um, I, I can't remember. Okay, so we're gonna cover this bit between 1923 and in the movie. One day, when he was out walking, he... This is Christopher Robin reading this. Literally, Christopher Robin Milne reading this. owl lives. Nests at the bottom of trees. A loud buzzing noise. That buzzing noise means something. The only reason for making a buzzing noise that I know of is because you're a bee. And the only reason for being a bee that I know of is making honey. And the only reason for making honey is so as I can eat it. It's a very funny thought that if bears were bees, they'd build their nests at the bottom of trees. And that being so, if bees were bears, we shouldn't have to climb up all these stairs. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue. Every little cloud always sings aloud. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue. It makes him very proud to be a little cloud. Anyways, that's kind of cool. Christopher Robin reading his father's shit. So, what you were getting at is definitely worth mentioning. Okay. Um, Chris A.A. Uh, a. Milne never abuses his son. Did you read the Did you read the comic series called The Unwritten? No. Okay. Uh, it was about a writer that writes his son into basically basically a Harry Potter existence. Um, at a certain point, that becomes like a real thing due to like magic or whatever. But he grows up famous because his dad made him famous by making him the character in the books. And he very much resents it. And this is actually literally what happened to Christopher Robin. Um, it takes him a while, but he grows very jaded with the with what he finds to be his father exploiting him. Do you think his father exploited him, Chris? Yeah, he exploited the fuck out of him, Tim. Uh, I think his father absolutely fucking exploited him. Uh, and I, I think it's a situation of... It's an interesting, it's an interesting timeline, right? Where we are... We are living in a world, well, they, Christopher Robin specifically, is living in a world in the same way that we grew up without the internet, and then suddenly we have the internet, and now we get to be the old fuddy-duddies who remember what it was like when you had to, like, you know, buy your music all over again on CD, and then again on Apple, and now you just pay nine bucks a month so you can listen to everything on Spotify. Like, you, you have watched sort of everything happen, and Christopher Robin is sort of living in this world of pop culture changing and 
books giving way to silent movies and silent movies giving way to talkies and talkies giving way to the cartoons that get us to the Winnie the Pooh that we got to watch today. Well, well I mean, but like, but, but, but it, before you get there, before you get like, there, please, please, before you get there, there is also the very small um, blip on the timeline of World War Two. Sure, yeah, that that uh, that little blip happens there too. But it, this, this a. A. we're talking, we're talking about Christopher. I don't, we're talking about but they are Robin both. As a they are six bo- year old. Before but we're not World talking about happened. we're not talking, talking about him about as a Christopher six year old. Robin as a six year old. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm talking about Christopher Robin as a six year old when he's suddenly like forced into this world of fame and getting his ass kicked every single day at school um, to the point where like he takes it upon himself to get boxing lessons so he can defend himself from the kids who are fucking ruthlessly kicking his ass at school every day for being the pussy in these books that are so fucking famous like call it jealousy or 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 anger or whatever but he's suddenly a child star like fucking at at in in what is what do they what do they call it in England fucking first year um so suddenly you've got this little uh, this little kid thrust into the fucking spotlight. Uh, the only people in the world considered more famous than him during his his seventh birthday are the fucking royal children. He comes in at a close number three uh, in a in a. Hey, it's uh, better than being from, a number two. <laughs> amen. Uh, from Parent Magazine. So yeah, he fucking hated it, and he voiced that he hated it, and then he went on um, in. Eighth or he didn't hate it till much later in life. Or eight or year eight or year nine. He uh, he is supposed to be in the school play, and uh, he he gets sick. You remember? You remember when I was supposed to be in the Crucible, and my uh, my fucking throat started bleeding, and so I wasn't in the Crucible, and Arun Pawa got my part as the understudy. Oh my god. <laughs> Just unlocked a memory, bro. That's what people say a lot. <laughs> memory unlocked. Uh, they say that on the internet a lot when somebody plays a uh, uh, intro to Hey Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, core memory unlocked. Anyway, uh, so he can't fucking be in the school play, and his mom's all like, "Well, hey, why don't you, why don't you make yourself a little record with um, reading some of your daddy's your daddy's stories?" And so he records some of the the poems as songs uh, from A.A. Milne's books onto a record and then somehow the kids at school get to hear this record of little high-pitched voice Christopher uh, singing sing, uh, I don't know if it was a, a, a quote-unquote friend or the nanny um, but the kids at school heard the fucking record she's and, just slipping vinyls around to everybody well they hammered him mercilessly and then somebody got a hold of the actual record and tied it from a string to a tree and the neighborhood kids threw rocks at it until it shattered because it was just that fucking lame um I have never heard anything about this, and it feels like you're making it all up. I'm not making any of this up. Uh, And so, yeah, fucking Christopher Robin was fucking traumatized by by being thrust into the spotlight. And it's not like this was a fucking secret at home. um, Because A.A. Milne was happy 
to sell everything he could. I mean, at the end of the day, why wouldn't he be if somebody A.A. Milne didn't sell shit. He gave it all to a fucking children's hospital. Uh, I, that's... That's, uh... You're thinking about the, the Peter Pan... Oh, the Peter Pan jabroni. No, sold, no. No, he sold he sold the rights to this shit for $1,000 and 25 No, his fucking wife did after he died. No, yeah, he you're got right. that check. I wasn't, he did not get that check. Yeah, he got that check. That he was, did not... He got lots of checks while he was still alive. He enjoyed fame while he was still alive. Yeah. He... Okay... Yeah, but he got that, the. It was the 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 secret to that success was the twenty five percent of Winnie the Pooh proceeds in perpetuity. That's when Christopher Robin started being okay reading fucking reading things because when Disney and the only reason that that we know shit about Winnie the Pooh is Walt. Okay, um, you're hijacking this narrative for me a little bit. Ah, uh, well, it's my you know you. <laughs> I'm 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 just throwing in uh, my my two cents here, uh, but. At, at the end of the it's day, more than two cents. Yeah, uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, Christopher Robin was absolutely positively exploited and deserved to be mad about it. Um, but also, must be nice to have a fucking summer home, you little you little twit. But it was also said, nice. It was also nice to have a father who was a decorated World War One officer, who you go into World War Two with. And then because of his officers, and his son got sent home for being in. They both got sent home for being innies. But we can talk more about that in just a few minutes because our meeting is about to end. Uh, Okay, which means we need to uh, contact an administrator to upgrade our plan or start a new meeting to sixteen dollars a month. I think not. (laughs) I think not. Uh, So a little blip on the map comes up. It's called World War Two. Amen. Brings in his son. Uh, he Nancy gets put- Pelosi. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi is putting in a moon cup because she doesn't like tampons anymore. Uh, speaking of moon cups, just before we get started in uh, in the World War II part of the timeline, I'm gonna fill my moon cup with some of this uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Malort. I'm so jealous. Oh, good Lord, that's bad. I uh, I fucking. I just opened, I just, you just, oh, it's making my heart burn too. I just cracked open my last bottle of Malort. It Can you has, get it in Lubbock? It has to last me until July 6th. I'll be in town on July 6th. It's like, fuck those guys. Oh, hey, also speaking of that timeline, fucking dead. Dead? Did, am I, am, oh, fuck, yes, yes. How'd she die? Fentanyl. Oh my god! Yeah, it's coming for us all, man. I'm fucking saying, man. No, Morgan. Morgan and I talked a lot about this on our show. Um, Did fucking, you say on your show? Yeah, we're making a show. What do you mean you're making a show? We're making a show. Her and I. What kind we of? Made it. What do you mean? What kind of show? What kind of show? Um. I don't know. I I don't I don't know how best to describe it. Right now, it's just. Um, it's in the it's in the it's in the working stages of you just record every now and then and see what happens and then figure out figure out where the show's gonna go. It's like uh, it's like successful businessmen before they found a time machine. It's uh, it's interesting, actually. Yeah. Uh, but that that show. Had me a, and my wife. Me <laughs> and my wife 
Sitting round our Lubbock house recording, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good name for it. There's a there's a couple other shows that I'm gonna uh, that I'm gonna play around with because I'm gonna I get. Is every this just a revenge for Shifties with Swifties? No, I'm just creating content because I live in a desert, uh, and every Tuesday and Thursday I'm gonna have at least one to three hours a day where I can just go into a podcast studio and play. Um, you can be like, uh, hey, show me your haboobs. And then everybody uh, around um, around you comes and tells tells you about the worst stories, uh, the were their worst experiences with haboobs. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a terrible show, Tim. <laughs> you can't see shit in haboobs. You can't even see haboobs in a haboob. Uh, no, 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 no. We'll talk. Christopher we'll talk Milne gets a cushy position. <laughs> Um, anyways, they, they both make it out of World War II. Again. Again. Um, Dis- discharged. Again, discharged. Honor. No, no, no. They, they they just make it to the end of World War II. Yeah. Christopher Robin, uh, A.A. Milne, takes to ill health. Christopher Robin decides, uh, hey, maybe it's time to patch things up with old dad. Yeah. Uh, he, he starts visiting Milne at... Um, Croftshire, Crawford Farm, whatever the hell it is, in uh, Ashdown Forest. By the way, Ashdown Forest, like, the pictures that E.H. Shepard would draw are identical. Like, you could go on a pilgrimage of different poo spots. Yeah. Um, now they, they have porta potties there. Um, but back then they used to have to dig holes. <laughs> to poo in? Yeah, that's a poo spot joke. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Uh, um, I would like to play you a content. little... I'd like to play you a little bit of um, something that made me feel pretty warm and fuzzy inside, which is Milne talking about writing. This this has got my kind of, like, um, dusty old writer boner going. That and the testosterone. I think the testosterone and the sleep apnea are making me fucking fat. <laughs> I've never been over 200 pounds in my life, and I'm like 210 now. Yeah, but that's just called getting old, my friend. Christopher Robin and his mother gave life to them, and I have just put them into a book, and Ernest Shepard has drawn them. Between us, it may be, we have given them shape. But you only have to look at them to see, as I saw at once. Tigger is bouncy, big What'd you fucking call me? You're melancholy, and the poo is a bear of very little brain. I had a lot of experience of illustrating children's books. And I'd always done it straightforwardly. I'd done a drawing which I like and which I felt this is the whole thing. No bullshit, that's not what I was talking about. I like the score though, it sounds like a I can ride my bike with no handlebars. No handlebars. No handlebars. What's the breakfast? Said Boo. What do you say, Alright, well, fuck it. Anyways. Um, A.A. Milne had this really beautiful thing to say about writing and, and, uh, uh, you know, wading into, uh, you know, how it's kind of scary and then, but then, then you're working real hard and then it all pays off. I don't know, man. Uh, 
<laughs> but he's dead. He's dead now. He sells his shit off. Uh, Christopher Robin sells his shit off. Um, I I would say, look, out of all the Allah Hawkberries, um, I'm a big fan of A.A. Milne. Uh-huh. Um, and out of all the people that write stories that we have covered that Disney has that Disney has appropriated um, and made into movies, out of all the guys that have been like, I see this child and I want to write him a story, uh, I feel like A.A. Milne is the least problematic. Yeah, um, be- I, I, because the other ones that we're talking about are Lewis Carroll, yeah. who's definitely jerking off in a handkerchief, looking at fucking Alice, whatever her name is, uh-huh. and uh, J. M. Barry, who somehow puts a curse on every kid that he writes on, to where like the the most fortunate of them like dies of fucking fentanyl, um, <laughs> or what the hell ever. They're all dead. They're all dead. They're lost boys. They're not lost. They're found. They're found in the ground. Uh, Christopher Milne, uh, not so bad. Oh, my dad wrote stories about me, and people are mean. I don't know. I okay. So as as a Christopher who also experienced childhood bullying, I uh, <laughs> your dad didn't write shit for you. Lenny didn't write anything. No, R- Lenny didn't write a goddamn thing. Lenny could... smoked. Lenny took smelly shits and smoked camel wides. <laughs> I do remember one time. Uh, I asked my dad to draw me a turtle, and he doodled a turtle on a napkin that was really pretty good. Uh, and that's the only, like, markedly creative thing I can remember Lenny doing and me going, all right, that's pretty cute. <laughs> One day I'm going to sell Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do it for this portion of Plusin and Cussin. We are going to come back with... The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, a patchwork of uh, Disney's shorts on a bear of very little brain. <laughs> a silly old bar. And then he's uh, going to go on a killing spree with his friend Piglet. I can't wait for us to We're talk not about doing that. that. We're done with that. I've washed my hands of it. I washed them with uh, 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 antibacterial honey. Have you <laughs> uh, have you heard of this? Uh, did we talk about this already? Forgive me, because I don't listen to our show, and I'm generally really drunk. Are by you the about end of to it. tack on a story that I need to cut out at a very, very perfect time to cut off this? Sure, sure, okay. sure. Uh, did we uh, did we already talk about uh, what's it called? Wild honey? Uh, no, uh, mad honey. Have we talked about mad honey at all? Nope. All right, cool. Is this the segment that we should put that in? Uh, no, but anybody that made it this far is really going to appreciate part two, where we're going to start talking about Mad Honey. Uh, I'm Deefy Kramer, and this is Mad Honey! <laughs> cool. Always oh, let your ding, conscience ding, ding, be ding, a ding. guide. Let's fucking go. I have to See pee really bad. momentarily. I guess it doesn't matter if we hit stop at the same time, huh? Too rough, gonna talk about honey and other stuff. That's how we're coming back. All right. Uh, well, you're gonna stop recording?